special episode of Vampire's Piss, the number one in the known country, world, universe, multi-dimensional whatevers, except for the ones where we're doing an even better <laughs> job podcast yeah. on the cult classic Vampire's Kiss, starring Nicolas Cage, directed by Robert Bierman, written by Joseph Minion, the madman behind... <laughs> after hours and mostly just uh, that and this yeah a, a third movie that i don't think exists yeah now teaching at nyu maybe maybe something he uh, was teaching screenwriting somewhere oh that, that that's news to me also uh i'm cassidy as well i'm not <laughs> hosting but i am here oh yeah also i'm mateo i forgot to mention that <laughs> <laughs> I was a little caught up in the moment, my bad. Hey, I don't I get you because guess what fucking episode we're on? We're on episode fifty, baby. Woo! We are nearly done. And yeah. it's it's uh it's big. The feelings are big. Absolutely. And I had a <laughs> contrary to what I think you wanted for this episode, I had a pretty good watch. Oh really? <laughs> I had I had a, a a mildly bad watch, but it was because I was in a bad mood already. So okay. yeah. uh, there were other extenuating circumstances that bummed me the hell out, and then I, I was see. like, "Well, I still got to watch the fucking movie too." Would you like to so talk was... that on the pod, or we just kind of keep? No, keep it's it fine. Okay, it's I don't want to keep it profesh, but I don't want to talk about. Oh, is it about the uh, thing we discussed? just before uh, we started recording oh no that that was that happened today right. and i i didn't care really i i kind of expected uh, i'll i'll put this in the front even though we're gonna repeat it in the end like the the plugs later uh we ain't doing this at the the alamo draft house we're gonna still try and uh do a live screening of this movie uh when the both of us are in the one city new york uh, but uh, the Alamo, I, yeah, I, I asked them how much it would be for us to screen the movie there for some people. And, um, their answer was like uh, over $2,000. And I was like, cool, man, I don't have that money. Fuck you, the Alamo draft house. Why can't you take like IOUs, you know? Come on, man. Be more like the Alamo draft house in Virginia. That's like $150 over there. And then you just have to pay for your own ticket. Well, I guess we'll, maybe we could just like have a trip to Virginia for a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm going to tell my parents, can you buy me some more plane tickets to fly to Virginia real quick and yeah. then and then fly back to New York yeah. well, to we hang out with everybody? You know? 
Oh, that's true. I never thought about that. As well as all our friends who we've been telling about this screening. <laughs> yes, everyone we've been like telling, oh yeah, we're going to do this live. Please yeah. come and hang out with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, uh, worst comes to worst, we could do it at someone's house. Yeah. <laughs> we just watch it at someone's house and then go to a bar after. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, hmm. we'll, we we'll, we'll figure it We'll figure this out off off the air, but that is that is not the life event that got me all bummed out last night, and then I had to watch the movie. But we did so anyway. We're we're doing it different this time for our fiftieth episode. We're doing a a special uh, ep that's not us just talking incessantly about whatever comes to our our minds. Well, I mean, we're, we're probably going to do a little bit of that also. Well, absolutely. But the, there's a theme in this one, and the theme is other movies. Mm-hmm. We, this movie, you know, all, all, all media is connected in some way, I think. Yeah. You know, everything reminds you of something else. So uh, this time we are going to not talk about the movie, but we're going to talk about movies this, this movie made us think of. Also, in my in my wine-addled state, I think I did write actual notes in this list of movies that I've written here. There is like a couple in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote a lot of movies. I don't know about you. Oh, um, honestly, I might have forgotten like until after I w- finished watching the movie that that was oh, the concept yeah. of this one because <laughs> i was just having like a very pleasant and uh lovely Dude. watch with my future boyfriend and uh nice nice yeah but <laughs> I, Damn. I i will play along the i and i asked him for help you know and uh uh-huh. so i got it, i got it, a few it, things but um so you've got a like uh you've at least got a little bit of a list You've got yeah, some titles. Yeah. It's it's familiar ground though, I'll be honest. Here's here well, here's the thing. I have more than enough to make up for if you don't have very many. Okay. Uh, and you know, but, I think in in review like uh us referencing the scenes, I may think of something on the spot, you know. Yeah, you know, that's and we'll probably talk about the actual movies as well yeah. as just a little bit. Though if I did that for every one of the ones I wrote down, I think we'd be here for 3 hours. Right. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, you you're you're more of a student than I am. Like you you came <laughs> prepared, you know, like I just I, I am the the drunken jazz know. musician who comes and just kind of improvises <laughs> and like it might be bad this night but who knows you, or or you play some beautiful music yeah i i just know so many movies it, it's it's becoming more and more apparent in my life that i just i watch so many movies you all do. the time you watch I'm significantly a, more than i do to be honest i'm a real movie knower and i think that's not not the most it's not a negative trait i don't think but it's not a positive one either i think it's a positive one for sure oh well i i'm glad you think so <laughs> I'll, I'll keep oh, that'll be keeping me afloat yeah uh before we get into this i'm just gonna read the notes i have so that i can delete them from my list here go ahead oh did you hear that I hear like a bit of like a horn or something in the back. Yeah, there's. There I think I don't know. No, there's like a some kind of truck. I don't know if it's like an ice cream truck or like a fruit truck or something. Mm. 
or like a food truck but there is a there is a truck that will be around here occasionally in the evening that will like honk its horn and its horn is like the la cucaracha mm-hmm. that's nice and it, and it does the whole melody yeah yeah Ooh, that's a good recommendation for later yeah oh is it yeah totally all right, sure. Yeah, we're starting. You know, that. Here's my here's my notes first, though. Yeah, go ahead. I uh, I wrote some notes. Uh, when he's leaving that apartment building where the mimes are, there's a little noose hanging on the railings. Like, can you repeat that? There's like a little noose hanging on a railing by where the mimes are when he's leaving the like the apartment. Really? Yeah, it's like really small. It's probably a dog's leash, but there's no dog there. Uh-huh. And it kind of was just hanging there like a noose. I've never noticed that before. I didn't either until literally last night. Um, so I guess that's foreshadowing for the end of the movie. Yes. Uh, where he It's foreshadowing for him getting stabbed in the stomach. Mm-hmm. But he, he initiated uh, it, of course. His suicide. Or his assisted suicide, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> these other two notes don't seem to be very relevant. I don't know why I wrote them down. Okay. This one, one of them says, "Girl in club scene looks like she has a bullet belt right before Peter grabs Rachel's mouth." Mm. Guess it was just something I noticed. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot of styling people, a lot of creative outfits going on in that last scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last one I wrote was the road Emilio drives down looks like the same road in Brooklyn I used to walk home. Hmm. Uh, it might, it could which, be, you know, it which that road is Myrtle. It's just I I used to, when I summer between junior and senior year, I stayed in New York and I lived in an apartment building that was way the hell down Myrtle until it stopped being Myrtle, mm-hmm. and I used to walk that a bit because there was no good subways that went there. Right. Anyway, let's get to it. Uh, you want to start out our our first recommendation? Um, sure. So, I think I would recommend Twilight. You know, hell yeah. Just upon watching this and just thinking about the camp elements and the kind of—I mm-hmm. mean, we've discussed this before, of course, but yeah, I don't know. Just like the kind of odd way that it's written it just it just reminds me a bit of twilight you know yeah peter's a vampire like without any real vampire teeth you know much like twilight though there's definitely more vampire teeth in this than twilight yeah that's true that's true hmm i don't you know i honestly like in terms of a vampire comedy although like twilight's comedy like it's it's kind of hard to tell like how much is intentional if Mm -hmm. any but yeah I, I think it's made me laugh a lot more than Vampire's Kiss. At least, like... Oh, absolutely. I mean, the first one, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the ones after that are not nearly as funny by any means. But no. the first one, like, I think, like, every single line made me laugh the first time I saw it. And, you know, maybe... And, and Vampire's Kiss makes me laugh a fair amount, too. Yeah. And, like, I think it's possible that, like, maybe certain moments have made me laugh harder in Vampire's Kiss, but in terms of consistent hilarity, Twilight for sure has that over it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. Uh, that's a good one. Um, my first one is not even remotely vampire-related. I'll, oh. I'll... My first one is Rango. 
Oh, okay. And the reason that that came up was because uh, the the short story, the contract for the short short story that Alva is looking for the whole time. Right. The short story is called Rattlesnake, Rattlesnake Hills. Hills. Oh, yeah. So it made me think of Rattlesnake Jake of from course. Rango, that makes who sense. is one of the coolest villains in all basically all cinema yeah that's true Um, they should give uh like revolving machine gun guns to all rattlesnakes i think i agree yes i he's 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 only his only rival i think in coolness is probably death from puss in boots Mm -hmm. um but i can't decide which of them is cooler they're both so fucking cool um that's hard to say i hmm. right it's really hard to say because they both are like they're both the same classification of villain right they're not the main villain but they are a villain that is like a huge scary force of nature that like is there to shake the protagonist to their very core Mm -hmm. but then is not the doesn't end up being like the main villain that the protagonist needs to beat in the end right they both have very cool weapons they're both sexy in their own ways yep 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 um yeah anyway rango was the first one i had do you want to do another or do you want me to keep going because i've got so many um i'm just thinking about now i'm just thinking about like who i think is cooler like death and rattlesnake jake and it's like right it's hard i mean like i like if i if i were to become a furry like my persona would it would have become like a wolf so like i do have a bias oh really there. yeah definitely not that Mine i would have been a lizard i don't think i ever will be also uh no shame yeah. if you are Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah we we love furries we love you if you're listening to this podcast yes i will like nick you guys but like you know <laughs> it, it's it's all love of course i've been accused of being a scaly before and i get it i get yeah. like there there I is like evidence to aesthetically than furries to do that's the thing i like scalies more i wouldn't call myself one but i you know in a lot of whenever i play D D, i've pretty much always played dragonborn because i think dragonborn are cool as fuck yeah uh i don't know i like lizards and lizard humanoids are cool as hell so Mm -hmm. the you know there's there's a not insignificant amount of art i've made of like lizard like monsters yeah anyway yeah. Uh, also on rattlesnake jake one last thing he does have like the pencil thin mustache he you know, does which it's is always this classic classic so good shit. he's so fucking cool yes. i and he's voiced by bill nye who fucking kills it it's Wait, just bill uh, nye not the science guy bill nye he the guy who was davy jones oh okay yeah, yeah. No, I was about to I, say like, wow, Bill Nye is a fantastic <laughs> actor. The way he changes I know, his he's voice, like, he's like, uh, unbeknownst to us all, an incredible voice actor. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was um, Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. Um, while you think of another one, I'm just gonna I'm gonna rattle off two more. Go ahead. Uh, uh-huh, rattle off. Yeah. <laughs> rattle slick. rattle off a couple more. These ones It's because you said uh, rattlesnake Jake, I get it. Yeah. Uh actually you know what? I'm gonna what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna like read all the ones that were inspired purely by the B roll of New York and the fact that this movie takes place in New York. Right. Uh Driller Killer, Basket Case, Chud, 
Um, I think that's it, actually, now that I'm looking at this list. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Maniac Cop, but Maniac Cop was inspired by something else, so I'll, I'll get back to that later. But yeah, these three movies, these three movies in particular, like it's just '80s New York. The shots of '80s New York made me think of these movies because they all take place in like '80s New York. Basket Case being the movie about the little guy in the basket. Driller Killer is about a guy who kills people with drills. Yeah. Uh, he's like an artist who's losing his mind. Um, and then Chud is about cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. All right. Well, yeah, those are definitely adjacent to. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say American Psycho, but that's not this movie. Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> I did write, write down American Psycho. Yeah, of course. Which, it's like, how can you, you not? You know, how can like, you not? I think it's the boardroom episodes to it. Yeah, so we won't speak on it any yeah. any longer. It is the boardroom scene, especially. Exactly. That that's what wrote it. What made me write it down? I was like, I can't not write this yeah. down. Yeah. Um, you got another? Um, yeah, not a movie. Uh, it, maybe someone's made it into a movie, but Metamorphosis by Kafka. You know, mm. you know, the just thinking yeah. about the cockroach that he eats, and also like I yep. think that Peter probably thinks himself to be like a Gregor Samsa esque protagonist, oh, for even sure. though he is definitely. I mean, everyone can relate to that, the feeling of being trapped. I'm sure he feels trapped in his, like, own, like, shitty mm-hmm. uh, publication job. But he, he of yeah. course, is also the, the, you know, the boss ruining the worker, you know. Alva's much yeah. more of a Gregor Samsa-type character than anything. Yeah, Especially she, with, but... like, the, the parents, you know. Yeah, but she also doesn't seem as trapped. It's like... She seems, in her philosophy anyways, she, or just how she acts, she's like, she's just like, I'll get another job. I don't want this job anymore. Like, see, yeah. she seems like if if Peter Lowe hadn't, like, come to her house and been all crazy, I think she would have probably quit that job mm-hmm. and just found another one. She would be like, fuck this. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But instead, Peter Lowe came to her house and acted all crazy and, like, right. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, well, because she's just like, I'll just get another job. I, she, I just the way she said it, I was just like, yeah, she's. This is the face of someone who is like, this is the last straw. She's not gonna yeah. put up with this anymore. But at the same time, you know, her mom was like, we can't afford you to lose this job. You know, Peter's mm-hmm, like unemployment. Mm-hmm. Can you live with that? You know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, that's a pretty good one. I. It just occurred to me. I think I've only written down films here. The only the only recommendation I have that's not like a feature length movie is a short film, <laughs> which is the Martin Scorsese shaving short film. I don't remember what it's called, but I'm sure you saw it if you went to film school. It's literally just a short film by Martin Scorsese where a guy shaves his face and then starts just shaving flesh off of himself oh my god with a razor yeah it's marty. it's kind of fucked up oh my gosh marty why do you love blood so much i don't know it it feels like a it would be like a sam raimi short film because sam raimi did that kind of shit all the time except it was more like three stooges yeah. stuff it was more like stunts and and tricks yeah but yeah that was one of the things i thought of when i saw peter lowe uh, hurting himself with a razor. 
Um, let's think here. I uh, there's some of these where I wish I had written down what uh, made me think of them mm-hmm. because uh, some of these I just really don't know why <laughs> I wrote them. Okay, one of them. <laughs> Like, I have Crash on here and Titan. I don't remember why I wrote those. Mm-hmm. I, I like, don't even know what Crash is about, to be honest. Crash is about... Uh, it's a David Cronenberg movie about people who uh, get into car accidents and then they get, like, a really... They, they get... <laughs> A fetish out of it where they can only be super aroused when they get into a car accident and like hurt themselves really badly and it's just like a weird he like his his idea of sexuality it's it's elite no no one does it better yeah he he no one does weird sex stuff in movies better than david cronenberg he yeah the movie i don't and then teton has some weird sex stuff too with cars but yeah, Titan yeah. goes crazy like all over the place and right. then settles on probably the weirdest sort of direction the movie could have gone in. Absolutely. A, a, um, definitely a crazier movie than Vampire's Kiss, which is definitely saying something. 100%. I mean, listen, I forget the name of the director. She did Raw. Yeah. Um, Head Rex. Yeah. Raw Head Rex. Yeah. <laughs> which is i mean you know the diverse uh filmography hey i mean rawhead rex is kind of literally tied to this movie because uh the guy who did the music for this movie did the music for rawhead rex yeah i still haven't rewatched the movie to to confirm if they sound similar Mm -hmm. which is on me right um mentioning satan reminded me of another european film that i saw recently uh sick of myself which Oh Simply yeah, has like an unlikable uh, kind of main character who's mm-hmm. a narcissist who lies. You know, I don't know if like Peter's fully a narcissist, but yeah, I would as, say so. I would say like he's not as he's not like a pathological liar in the way that yeah uh, the main character in Sick of Myself is. He's like more pointed in like his lying and he can control it, but he's a manipulator. He's a manipulator yeah um let's see here there's so many on here that i just don't remember (laughs) what all right i'm gonna say one that i remember why i i i recommended it uh there's two and the they both come from all the art that's in the movie there's a lot of art in this movie there is there's a museum there's like paintings everywhere there's sculptures all over the place uh so the two that i thought of was Velvet Buzzsaw and The Square. Uh, the Square is by Ruben Osland. It's about like an art curator and how his life is crazy because art people are crazy. Yeah. Um, and then Velvet Buzzsaw, um, it, I don't remember who that was by, but that was a horror movie about like, again, art curators uh they like find these like paintings from like a disturbed man's house and they're like really cool and fucked up and evil looking and they they start cursing all the art 
uh, and the art starts killing people. Oh, um, that sounds pretty cool. It sounds cooler than it actually is. Aww. It's actually kind of boring and doesn't make any sense. Uh, and that's... all the okay. and then all the characters are like annoying and insufferable and just like it's not good. It it the I the 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 one thing I like about it is that it came out at the same time as a bunch of other movies that sound like euphemisms for pussy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what Velvet Buzzsaw... uh, One of them was Bird Box, and I don't remember the others. (laughs) But Bird Box and Velvet Buzzsaw came out at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the one thing that just I remember very clearly from the movie, it was like... Because, like, at first I thought the movie was about, like, oh, these paintings in particular kill you. But it then curses all the other art, so other pieces of art start killing people. Mm. And like the one of the last surviving characters, she like gets rid of all images and art in her home so that she is safe. Um, and she just like sells it all and gets rid of it. Yeah. And the last scene is like a shot over her shoulder where she like thinks she's safe, but she has a tattoo of an old band that she used to be in oh, called shit. Velvet Buzzsaw. And there's like a buzzsaw. It's like a tattoo of a buzzsaw. And then it starts spinning and like opening a hole in her shoulder. And she then the the, the she screams and the movie's over. That sounds pretty crazy. It's fine. It's not a great movie. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking um, of paintings, you know. I saw paintings in this movie and that made me yeah. think like, ooh, some painters, you know, and mentally ill painters at that. So mm-hmm. it made me think as I scroll past it on my letterbox, just now desperately trying to find connections of At Eternity's Gate, the wonderful uh, oh. biopic with Willem Dafoe of Vincent van Gogh. Nice. Yes. So I didn't know that had Willem Dafoe in it. Yes, he is Vincent. Hell yeah, man. He does a fantastic job. He does a fantastic job in all the films he's in. There's a film that I saw called Inside. There's a lot of films called Inside. Yeah. But um this new one came out this year and it's called Inside and it's about it is also tangentially related to art. It's like Willem Dafoe is a art thief. And he wants to, um, he's like going into this like super high tech apartment to steal art. Um, but then he gets locked in it and he gets trapped in the apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, and then goes crazy in there. I don't know if it's any good because I haven't seen it, but it is art related and it's got Willem Dafoe. Mm Mm-hmm. Not a not a not a recommend. Just something I you reminded me of. Yeah, something notable. Yeah. Uh, um, another thing that I was reminded of, you know, Peter Lowell, you know, very famous for his voice in this movie. Yes. And very I can't strange. help but feel yes, I can't help but feel that he's like only like a few shades removed, and like with like some added like intelligence, though more uh, unwanted, like or un what's the word unwarranted like Mm. self-perception of intelligence Mm -hmm. in peter's voice but it just reminds me of zoolander 
you know? Yeah. You know what? I see Derek it. Zoolander, like, they, they mm-hmm. sound like, so they, you know, there's something in that, oh, like, wow. kind of dopiness in it that just really connects. Yo, you're right, though. It Now, I'm, like, picturing Zoolander's, like, voice in my head, and it, it does sound similar to Mr. Lowe's. Yeah, yeah. Huh. If anything, Derek might be peter's like more successful cousin that drives maybe more successful and more attractive cousin yeah because you know peter's hitting that blue stale like in the mirror all the time throughout the movie is oh my god you're right that's uh that's huge i very it's very important yeah um uh my next recommend is going i'm i'm gonna say it because i already said it but uh, is going to be Maniac Cop. Uh, I was reminded of this movie in the scene where he is, he puts in like the teeth and then he crawls around on the floor and then he right. starts chasing pigeons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reminded because uh, Maniac Cop is a um, is a movie about uh, an undead policeman come back from the come back to life to have revenge on the city he was like a super corrupt like brutal horrible cop who got put away in jail and then killed by the inmates there because he was a cop Mm -hmm. um and then he came back to life and started slashing up the city um he's played by robert zadar um so he's like really big um and then bruce campbell is the main character in that movie yeah it's great i actually really like it um and i was reminded of this because in the intro to maniac cop he's like patrolling a uh like a park that looks kind of similar to the park where peter Lowe puts the teeth in and starts crawling everywhere on Mm -hmm. also takes place in like 80s new york city so there's that too right um okay trying to think of something else that's not one of the obvious ones that we've talked about a million times before yeah i'll i'll keep talking while you think about that i have another one uh the diner scene reminds me of miracle mile because that miracle mile does not take place in new york it takes place in la in a in a place called well i mean it takes place in la uh it's named after the actual like uh street miracle mile um and there's a diner there and the i've actually been it's like i've been to that or i haven't been to the diner but i've been across from it it's like right by the uh the academy museum um and the miracle mile is about like this guy who finds out he like accidentally he like answers a phone like a, a ringing phone on a phone booth and he finds out that uh america and russia have started launching nukes at each other and uh nukes are gonna hit la at like any minute or like nukes are like on their way to la right now and he like freaks out and like the main scene is him like going into a diner and trying to and like telling everybody about this and this diner has a bunch of characters in it and like you know some of them work for the government and they're like holy shit he's right and like panic ensues and like it's a very stressful and crazy movie Mm -hmm. um but that diner just reminded me of the diner in miracle mile yeah 
you got anything? Uh, I'm desperately trying to think of how I could rope in the look of the Irish into this movie. I I love this. I love this uh, thinking. Mm-hmm. There's really no similarities whatsoever. There's not, but it's, I'm trying to think of like little details. Yeah. There's a guy who is leaving um, the apartment building who puts on like a green hat. That's it looks true. like an elf hat or maybe an, a leprechaun's hat. It it looks more like a Peter Pan type hat. It does, which also I don't know why he's doing that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it makes it seem like it's supposed to be Halloween, but like that's never mentioned. It's not. It just, I guess it's just like a lit hotel where people like to dress up and have fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's green. That's Irish enough. Maybe Peter Lowe's Irish. I don't want to claim it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Me neither. Um, let's, let's look up what the, the last name Low comes from. My guess is it's German. You are right. Yeah, look at me. I and wait, it's not entomology. That's the study of bugs. Etym- etymology. Sure. Ah, well, we're not a studious podcast. Not terribly, no, I'm afraid. You know, which goes for, you know, of course, he likes Kafka, because he is German. Yeah, and Nosferatu. And Nosferatu. I mean, Nosferatu, I was avoiding it, but, like, how could we (laughs) not? I mean, how could you not? I wrote it down, but I don't think I was going (laughs) to... It goes without saying yeah well i have <laughs> well, i don't know why i have this movie <laughs> right under nosferatu i wrote no strings attached no string what <laughs> isn't that with is with, it with J- jt and natalie J- portman i don't think it's jt it's um ashton kutcher ashton kutcher yeah it's ashton kutcher and natalie portman i don't remember why i wrote no strings because he's having uh no strings attached sex i guess i i don't know though because i it i definitely wrote it after the nosferatu scene because i because i i don't know i don't know why i wrote that Mm. it's a a fine movie Yes. No strings attached. It's a fun little rom com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Under that, done. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me your good right. one. Fear and Shame, the short film with pa- uh, Robert Pattinson. Ooh. It was a GQ short film, uh, written and starring Robert Pattinson, but it involves him desperately trying to get a hot dog in New York. And it nice. involves him looking outside distressly at people getting hot dogs, uh, which, <laughs> as we know, is one of the first reminders of Peter's ineptitude mm-hmm. in love. In That's true. Yeah. yeah, he he sees love at a hot dog stand and gets sad. He does, yeah. And it's like, oh, is he going a hot dog? You're like, what's going on? But now we know. <laughs> He's just really sad and lonely. That's, that's so sad. I, I, I could, I'm starting to see that, like, I, I, I'm like, some of these, like, I think 
like I would write something down because the movie reminded me of it. And then I would write something else because that the movie I just thought of reminded me of it. And then I'd write another thing. I just like create chains. Yeah. Yeah. Like this chain right here. It's from the scene where they get in the taxi Mm -hmm. is taxi driver. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Makes sense. Right. And then right after that, I wrote Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, of course. which you know is is very like Taxi Driver. It's basically Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, right. but then starring the Joker. I think Peter would love Taxi Driver. Honestly, I think he would really I, speak to him. I think he'd like King of Comedy. Like, yeah, that also might speak to him just because um, Robert De Niro plays a really good weird loser. Right, Robert De Niro um, recently had his seventh child. Apparently, what? Yeah, I didn't even know that he had one. He's a very That's, private man. He is a very private man. Also, isn't he like almost 80 years old? Yeah, he's still got it, you know. Isn't that a bit old to be having children, Robert? Listen, listen they don't call him Bobby D for nothing, you know? Jesus. He, well, maybe, who knows? Maybe he didn't even know that he had it in him, you know? I, I yeah, listen, man. This I don't think this kid's going to have a lot of time with, it, with its dad. I'll be yes. real. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how much, like, not to be incredibly morbid, but, like, he's, like, almost 80 years old. He does not, that kid is going to be, like, 10 tops. Right. Well. Yeah. Well, good for you, uh, (laughs) Speaking of Robert De Niro's child, I was trying to think of just a connection to the child in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Oh like, yeah. Trying to think of like a movie where like a kid sees something that they shouldn't have and like it leads to something. Uh-huh. Uh but I couldn't think those. of anything. So yeah, there I'm sure there are, but I couldn't think of anything. So I just thought of a little white boy with blue eyes, so Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny <laughs> Depp. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. That's um, pretty good. Johnny Depp's uh Willy Wonka's similarly like strange to peter mm-hmm. i guess i don't know they're like yeah terrible bosses <laughs> also oh God. you know yeah, terrible sorry. bosses yeah. yeah there's another one he peter lowe is a terrible boss so terrible bosses make sense I'm i just sure, yeah you know like alva's like way of getting back to it like is i'm sure very similar to whatever charlie day did to jennifer <laughs> aniston sexually uh assaulting him in the workplace i, think I was that. have never seen that movie I but have i've not I've, either. I've heard it's all right i just know that uh what was it like i think i think jennifer aniston's character was the boss to charlie day and like mm-hmm. she was like a dentist and I think she was just doing inappropriate things like with the anesthesia, like while the people were under with Charlie Day. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, weird. But it's a, it's a funny movie, I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, you know, that one's a qualified recommend because neither of us have seen it, so we don't really know. <laughs> yep. Uh, I just decoded one of my, uh, my movie strings here. Oh, yeah? Uh, I, there's three in a row and they seem very unrelated until I remembered like certain scenes from them. And I remembered the scene that reminded me or that like made me write these down. The scene in question is when Alva is on the subway 
going home. Yes. And so the three movies I wrote down are The Sadness, The Raid 2, and Scream 6. And those all just came to mind. And it's not like... Like, the scene with Alva on the subway is not a violent scene. She is, like, just on the subway and a guy is singing and then she gives him some money. And we're reminded that she has a gun. You know? But for whatever reason, I was just reminded of three separate scenes from three movies where violence happens on the subway. Right. Uh, In The Sadness, it's... The sadness is like a... I don't remember which country it's from. Um, it's either, It might be Taiwan, I want to say, but I could be wrong. There's a there's a scene in The Sadness where it's a movie about like a, a illness that breaks out. And instead of turning people into zombies, it turns them into zombies. But instead of wanting to eat brains, they want to just do the worst things they can think of and like be completely depraved and horrible. Uh, so there's a scene where like the disease starts to break out on a subway train and a bunch of people start like just fucking killing everybody on the train. Oh my um, yeah, it's pretty, it's a crazy movie and not for the faint of heart because there is a lot of assault in many different variations, uh, in the movie. It's crazy. Uh, and then the raid two. there's a scene where a blind girl, or actually I don't think she's blind. I think she's just deaf. Uh, she, she takes out two hammers and starts killing a bunch of like Japanese mobsters. Mm. Um, and then Scream Six, there's a scene on the subway where Ghostface starts killing people. Right, makes um, sense. And you know what that reminds me of? What does that remind you of? Well, you've been mentioning the subway, and of course, the subway, like, well, not like a hugely prominent role in the film, mm. it has that notable scene. It made me think of. You know, Subway, like... The sandwiches? chain restaurants with the, with the sandwiches, <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh, where have I noticed Subway before? And while it's not a, a movie, it's part of television. It reminds me of the episode of Community, <laughs> exploration of interior design. And I don't know if you recall this episode. I, but, I don't. And also it relates in, in, in love that cannot be. Uh-huh. Uh, Britta falls in love with this man whose name is Subway and... <laughs> He is, uh, he's, he's in this strange program of like company exploitation where he's like kind of like the person embodiment like of Subway sandwiches and he has to be supportive of them and they, I, I don't remember how. It's like, it makes sense. It's kind of complicated. I'm also very tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a man named Subway and he's basically owned by the company Subway and I think the show was sponsored by Subway because there was like some pretty prominent Subway stuff, but they were always shitting on Subway, which I appreciated. That's kind of funny. That kind of reminds me of how like Sabaro tried to claim the episode of The Office where um, Michael Scott like went to the city and um, he like went to New York City and um, uh, was like, yeah, my favorite pizza joint is Sabaro. And it was definitely supposed to be a joke, like Michael Scott's a loser, and he goes to New York City and goes and eats Sabaro. Exactly, yeah. Uh, But then Sabaro was like, "Great pizza anywhere." Yeah, but then Sabaro was like, "Oh, but we're Michael Scott's favorite pizza. You be please eat our pizza. (laughs) Yeah, please (laughs) take it where you can get it. I guess. I I guess. (laughs) Um, 
I all right there uh, here here's a couple movies uh, here's a couple movies that were inspired in succession by the club scene blade because there's a vampire club scene in that um, scream three that specifically was inspired by um, the back room that Peter goes to to like kill that girl kind of looks like the like secret room where Ghostface reveals himself and like tries to kill uh Sydney um Sydney Prescott. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Hellraiser 3 because the club they're in kind of looks like the club that uh Pinhead is in and he like kills everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Uh and then like unleashes a bunch of new Cenobites. Um yeah. One of which is a DVD Cenobite who shoots DVDs out of himself and wears like a robot. Right. Well, uh, I was also thinking of another thing. I was thinking of that scene in which, also, it is the subway scene, like the mm-hmm. interspersing between the subway and Peter destroying his place. And throughout the rest of the movie, Peter, he lives in a pigsty. And it's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. where else have I seen messy rooms before? And of course, it's train spotting. Ah. They live in terribly messy rooms. They do. Because they're drug addicts, and it's not cool. Not very yeah. glamorous. And I would say that not very glamorous is a thing that describes Peter greatly. I, yes. Even though he tries. Yeah, I, I agree. Not a, not a glamorous bloke. Yes, no. Not at all. Um, uh, I have one, and it is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Can you guess mm. which scene made me think of this movie? Give me a second to think about it. Can you give me a hint? Uh, yes, it's near the end. Near the end. But before the therapy scene. Before the, okay, I was I was that's what I was thinking. The therapy scene. Hmm. Oh, of course, yes. Like we've discussed this before. The scene where he's like he sees like the rising sun and it yep, looks very yep. similar in the lighting of Hell. when Bubba's yes. swinging that thing. At the yeah, end. the 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 lighting is like exactly the same. And I I I did sort of think that we may have talked about this before, but like yeah, it, it just was something I thought about. I was like, oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah, and wish I was watching looking, that instead. Yeah. And while I didn't get through all of it at the end of the episode, I'd like to go through some of our past recommendations from past episodes. But Texas oh, Chainsaw Massacre is definitely one that we mentioned. Yeah, do you want to get into the recommends, the actual recommends now? Since we're we're just gonna probably call this episode over. We've been we've been recording for like forty five minutes. We're, we're probably done. We have, yeah. Um... Yeah, sure. Why not? I, I'm I'm struggling to think of other other films. I said the room because I have my so, yeah. future boyfriend told me to, and I was like, yeah, it sounds good. Uh, and have Martin, you seen the room? Of course, I have not seen it in full. No. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, Showgirls, another camp movie where you're nice. like, you're kind of like, oh, I'm not sure how purposeful all of this is, though. Um, I don't know which I like better, Showgirls or Vampires Kiss, to be honest. <laughs> I've never seen it, but it is on Showgirls my... is a jaw-dropping experience. I've heard. I've heard it makes you feel insane. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, all right, and, like let's... I really can't tell like how how on purpose a lot of it is, and like <laughs> drives me crazy. Yeah, I I feel that way about a lot of movies. Um, let's uh let's get into our actual recommends now. That we we've talked a lot of shit about movies that this movie has made us think of. Yeah. Um, I have so many more, but I'm not gonna read them. You're gonna just have to you're gonna have to think about you're just gonna have to guess what my other ones yeah. will and mm-hmm. you'll never guess some of them are insane um but let's do our actual recommends uh mateo did you want to <laughs> read out all the ones you did or do you just want to do a regular recommend uh, i i kind of would love to read out the stuff just to you know take a trip down memory lane while we're at like our final stretch yeah absolutely hit 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 it all right, so what I didn't realize is that we didn't start doing recommends until the 12th episode of this podcast. Whoa. Yeah, like we That's were always crazy. doing the plugs, but, well, we weren't always doing the plugs. I don't think we did uh-huh. for, like, the first, like, two or three episodes, but... That's fair. We were brand new. Yeah, I was surprised, but the first recommend on this podcast by yours truly was actually Anna Karenina. Hmm. As well as Bela Lugosi's Dracula, and what you offered was the film Underground... And mm-hmm. Frankenstein's army. Ooh, that is a good one. Yes. Then the next episode, I'll d- I'm just gonna go through all of them. Like right yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so last vampire on earth, sleepaway camp. Nope. Gamera the giant monster. I recommended two against me songs. Blackula, Reservation mm. Dogs, Riverdale. Uh, <laughs> your friend Grant recommended Ace Combat Zero video game. You said Ganja Haunted Asylum. Yep. Uh, the one after that was the episode where I was being hunted by the New York Public Library, and I recommended to stay <laughs> vigilant and safe and to break into the New York Public Library, as well as mm-hmm, the self titled mm-hmm. Pilfer's album. Uh, Looking Out, uh, Hills Run Red, uh, the first two seven inches by minor threat day shift uh that pick of snoop dog as the count from sesame street uh always a great one yeah that's really, really good. good it was my phone screen for a while actually no i think it was my no never mind it wasn't i was thinking of something else where i there was a picture of the count dressed up as dracula in the francis ford coppola dracula that was my icon on instagram for a while yeah. That's then amazing. You, it was your solo episode, and you recommended Bodies, 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 and Barbarian. Mm, yeah. Uh, episode 19 was a huge shit show because I was <laughs> recording with Valentina, and her audio got completely lost. So I was reading <laughs> yeah. out all of her lines from what she could remember <laughs> and what I could remember. And I'm sure it is a very confusing watch, as it was for me listening back. But we recommended The Rings of Power and uh-huh. Our Flag Means Death. And episode 20 is when I recommended Texas Chainsaws 1 and 2, Tampopo, Reservation Dogs again, the rehearsal, apprehensively. And I don't know if you recommended anything in that, because then you, I saw that you were in the Discord and we started recording this episode. So <laughs> I can report back with the other half of the podcast episodes there. But um, if you want my added recommendation for this episode... And I do. Uh, Yes, and you and uh, thank you. I appreciate you appreciating my opinions. Um, but recently, Moby came over, and we we've been watching like uh, revenge movies, like women having revenge on 
men who've wronged them we watched kill bill and lady snowblood mm. which uh inspired kill bill and oh, we i need to watch recent- that movie yeah yeah it's great it's it's super great uh there's a lot of interesting like kind of exploitation 70s type like film techniques in it that i feel like you don't really associate with kind of like asian action movies yeah but they're definitely there and we watched uh the fantastic and amazing uh lady vengeance by park chan wook part of his uh vengeance trilogy that had uh, Lady Vengeance, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, which I still got to see, and Old Boy, which is actually coming back to theaters in November. <gasps> oh, and fuck yeah. I've been okay. meaning to see it forever, so I think I'm going to like wait until that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Lady Vengeance, it's a great film about this uh, woman who, uh, by her shitty baby daddy, was was framed into kidnapping uh, a young boy who she's then uh, blamed for her murder and she spends 13 years in prison and devises this master plan to get back at him and yeah and it's a it's a fantastic like plan there's a lot of like moving parts to it like with all like the people that she like befriends in prison to like get favors once she gets out and she gets what she wants but of, of as as they do in revenge movies uh shocker but it takes a very interesting twist and take that's like is, is i think is like way more interesting and emotionally impactful than just like simply killing him mm-hmm. in the end and i i i haven't seen like a movie done that kind of thing before and i i recommend it a lot it's a it's a lot it's like it's strangely like kind of wes anderson-y and like it's camp and it's like vibrant style, but it also tackles Park some Chan, heavy stuff. So Park yeah. Chan Wook has such a like di- like diverse uh, sort of um, like like uh, I'm forgetting the word, but he, like just a diverse amount of films. Like they're all very different yeah, and very filmography. cool. Filmography, that's the one. Yeah, totally. Also, I I guess like I, I'm sure I recommended it before, but also his vampire film uh, Thirst is fantastic. Mm, I still got to see that. Yeah, definitely top ten vampire movies for sure. Um, well, hell yeah, man! You you actually you you mentioned uh like, um like ex seventies exploitation film techniques, mm-hmm. uh that are like not seen very often in Asian cinema. And that that sort of made me think of a movie I watched recently, which is going to be my recommendation now. Call it's called The Good, The Bad, The Weird. Um, it is a Korean film by Kim Ji Woon. It is, uh, it is a story of three Korean outlaws in Manchuria who are, uh, their stories become intertwined. Um, they like there's a there's a map that goes to like this treasure and uh they are trying to all to get it and their stories intertwine in strange and funny ways it is very action heavy it is very like wild west cowboy type shit but it's like in manchuria and like it's very cool like very vibrant and cool looking culturally but it's very dusty and like you know everyone's got guns and uh, they're like doing gunfights and stuff. It's uh very cool. It's got uh Song Kang Ho. He's in it. Uh, mm-hmm. he plays 
the guy that I'm assuming is supposed to be the weird of the <laughs> the good, the bad, and the weird because he's very goofy, right. very funny. Uh, he's he's so good in the movie. It's mm-hmm. he's like incredible. Um, he's also in uh, Lady Vengeance, though he sp- plays a small. Is he really as, like a, as a goon? Oh, oh, really? Wow. Yes. Yeah, he's he's so fucking good, dude. He's such a good actor. Um, he's fantastic. Yeah. Also, the it, he doesn't play a really big character, but I like this actor a lot. Ma Dong Suk is also in this movie, uh, but he he he's mostly famous for being a big dude. He's like really big and muscular. Yeah. Uh, nice. And so in this movie, he plays a character called Bear who doesn't say anything, but he's got these like big like giant dreadlock braids and like a giant like wooden like war hammer on his back and he's like a big like he's a thug who works for like uh the bad whose name i don't remember mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a great movie it's tons of fun um highly recommend uh nice. the good the bad and, the weird yeah and also since it's the recommendation and weird connections episode you mentioning <laughs> yeah. uh the that film taking place in Manchuria made me think of the Manchurian Candidate with Frank Sinatra, yeah. which I am not recommending because I didn't see all of it. I just saw a little <laughs> bit when my father was watching it, but it made mm. me think of, think of Frank Sinatra, and I really only know Fly Me to the Moon in My Way, mm-hmm. and My Way made me think of my favorite version of My Way, which is the <laughs> cover by Sid Vicious which is very good, uh, mm. very punky. He slurs every word, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's the best version of that song, to me at least. Hell yeah. We love we love the connections this episode. It, it's all about it. Yeah. Um, everything all right. is connected. Everything is connected. We, we everything part of one whole, yes. Yeah, everything relates to something else in, in some way. Yeah, so treat your fellow human beings uh, well because we are all part of a common collective. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, it's plugging time. Uh, go follow us on Twitter. We're we're on there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not particularly active on Twitter, but I do tweet sometimes. Mostly, yeah. I tweet about my Twitch, which is at Wizard Drinks. Please follow me and give me subs so i can have money from a- amazon uh wh- what is your twitter again mateo it's it's at x uh, wait no it's lowercase x uppercase mm-hmm. x mm-hmm. underscore s uh, no wait no underscore it's just s3 xy underscore d3 vil underscore uppercase x lowercase x am i correct I believe you got it right right on the head I fuck think yeah fantastic job yeah I, it's tricky because the underscore doesn't come at the at the s yet yeah it's like not at the beginning but it is at the end yes it's in the middle and it's after the devil because it just looks kind of weird with the x next to it like i tried to have it without it but it just looked kind of <laughs> uh, it's good yeah. uh it's a good handle um, yeah, in in listening back to the old episodes, it was interesting seeing uh, <laughs> how many tries it took for me to get it right. I think it was three tries it it took. Yeah, it you know we 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 we've got our sea legs at this point. 
Um, yeah. Also, follow us, like, follow the podcast Twitter. Uh, with, it's at GameRealPod. And keep an eye on it because we've been saying, I think, these past few episodes that we're going to do some stuff at the Alamo Draft House. And like we said at the beginning, we're not doing that anymore. No. It's too expensive. So uh we'll be posting announcements next week that there will be stuff going on with us uh and we will just let y'all know what the plan is there um keep your eyes out keep your heads on a swivel it might be yeah we may be doing it at a different theater or somebody's house uh so keep your keep your uh what's about you um i think that's everything is there anything else you want to plug uh no not particularly off the top of my head i plug hinge uh that shit's oh, awesome <laughs> i don't plug hinge i Damn. hate dating and uh, i hate this city but that's another that's another that's another topic altogether let me, uh, let me revise it. I plug Hinge in New York City specifically. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. All right. I uh, thank you all for listening. I have been Cassidy. I've been Mateo. Uh, good night. Dream of us. Dream of me, my angel.